game on. It's time for Wolverines Weekly. Conversations with WDC coaches and athletes. Let's hustle to it. Welcome to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Well, the regular season is already coming very close to an end, and we have Activities Director Norm Gallant, along with all the WDC head coaches, to come on and talk about it on Wolverines Weekly next. Time out! Wolverines Weekly will be right back. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. On Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek Activities Director Norm Gallant makes his monthly appearance on the program. And Norm, great to have you in the studio. Great to talk with you again. What's going on? Well, it's just been a whirlwind. We're we're wrapping things up already. Uh, been another great season, like we've talked about all year. We had a started off with a great fall season, a, a really really good winter season, and now um, the girls' track team just won their third straight conference title. Our, our uh, girls softball team has a chance to win a conference title tonight and um, lots of great things happening at Winita Deer Creek. Yeah, lots of really, really cool stuff happening. And like you said, it's been a whirlwind. We were just talking off air here about uh, about all the stuff that you have going on and got a track. And, and so that's my first question here is as an AD, you had to navigate through uh, a lot of snow and waiting for the fields to get ready. And then now it's the process of actually trying to make up all those games. And what's that process been like, whether it's been baseball, softball, track and field, golf? I mean, what's that process been like for you as an AD now that the games are here and now it's about trying to fit them all in? Yeah, and that's that's really that's really it. We just uh, I I think like I said last time I was on the program. Um, if there's one thing that COVID did that was good for us is we've all become a lot more flexible. So uh, we've done a lot of creative things. Uh, the hardest thing for baseball and softball has been making sure we have umpires, and that's that's been a real challenge. So. You've seen uh, an example, uh, we played Swanville one night and then Bertha played Swanville right after us so we could use the same umpires. Uh, we just went to Staples Motley uh, this week for softball and we played, the softball game started at 3.30 so those umpires could go do the baseball game at 5 o'clock. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of that kind of thing and I think we're all really good at working together and, uh, you know, I know... I didn't realize it, but this week our softball team will complete seven games in a five-day period. So Oof. there's some of that stuff where, you know, we we had to move things around and finally you just kind of run out of dates and the kids just get to play. So um, it's been a, like you said, it's been a whirlwind, but you just uh, kind of get, get going every day and try to try to keep your head about you. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you just mentioned the softball team. Uh, they have a chance, like you said, to win the Park Region Conference uh, and just kind of talk about what it's been like this year for, for first-year head coach Brooke Umland, what you've seen from her and what you've seen kind of the team and the parents and everybody kind of rally around her. Yeah, this uh, this has really been a long time coming. Um, Tracy Jack did a great job of building up the program and building up the summer uh, summer programs. We had a team that went to the State Legion Tournament last year the first one ever so these girls are excited about softball they put in the work and and brooks an aggressive young head coach that uh, her teams do a lot of running um, and they played very very solid defense and the neat thing about the team is uh you know, really, we, we've got one senior in the infield. Otherwise, we're relying on ninth and 10th graders. So it's exciting to see that we'll have the same infield intact for 
three or four years, and we've got a lot of kids coming up. And, and Brooke's just a positive kid that the uh, the kids like to be around. And I call her a kid because I had her as a student. Um, but she just does a great job of relating with the girls, and uh, they really enjoy her and what she's doing in the program. And, and they really had a great great run. I think we started off two and three and we're we're currently 13 and five so had a really nice run and uh, like I said if we can uh, find a way to win two games at Pillager we'll have four losses in the conference along with New York Mills and maybe Monaga or or Parker's so it might be kind of a log jam at the top but we haven't been there for for quite a few years so that's really exciting to see. And then moving on over into uh, girls track and field, they won their third straight Park Region Conference title uh, behind, again, uh, good performances all around, Uh, something that obviously was a goal of Coach Reynolds, but uh, now to get it and just to keep that chugging along, how uh, how impressive is that from you from an AD standpoint? Yeah, Mark does a great job with the track program, both boys and girls. This year our girls happen to be a a little bit above our boys and, uh, you know, for years our boys were a little bit above our girls so uh, he just does a great job with his athletes and you know we had one of our our top point scorers in Izzy Larson that wasn't even able to compete because she's got a sprained ankle so um, you know for them to accomplish that goal uh, you know and now they've got goals in the subsection and the section and um, you know it's it's really he does a great job and the girls do a great job and the boys do a great job so it's uh, they've got a nice coaching staff they've been together for a long time and they and they do things the right way. And, you know, with that that uh, program and, and the things it's been able to do, not only that at the high school level, but they've done a good job kind of seeding it when they're young. And, and yesterday I uh, had the opportunity to call a baseball game, but behind me was that junior high track and field meet that they do, and they go to uh, a couple others as well, trying to build that program young and get kids introduced to the sport, which for baseball and softball is a lot easier, but maybe not so much for track and field. So just kind of talk about how much they put into getting that program early. Yeah, they do a little uh, fifth and sixth grade track camp. And and like you said, baseball and softball have their own feeder program because I think everybody wants to play baseball and starts in t-ball when they're four or five years old. And track and field really doesn't have that. Typically, kids are first exposed in uh, maybe fifth or sixth grade, but even a lot of kids in seventh and eighth grade. So um, Mark's done a great job of just kind of reaching down to those youth programs and kind of getting kids uh, interested in track and field early. And, um, you know, it's been nice. Our participation is so good between track and golf and baseball and softball. And uh, then we've got a large number of kids that shoot traps. So uh, our kids are involved, and and that's really the key. And uh, it's been good to see that. And so... Looking now into boys and girls golf, as you just talked about, uh, girls golf wrapped up their conference meet this week, had a big performance from an eighth grader, and and just kind of talk about the the projection of the program, kind of trying to get that built back up again. Yeah, and that's one that, uh, boy, five or six years ago, we were kind of looking at, do we do we keep golf or not? Now, uh, both of those programs, both Kevin Ross with the girls and Scott Woods with the boys, and then uh, throw in Ryan Elfering, who kind of assists both of them and takes a junior high and a JV all over. Uh, you know, we built some some pretty good programs there where, you know, uh, you talked about Emma Winnegar. She's got a chance as an eighth grader to, to do some damage in the sections and, and maybe qualify for that state tournament. And they've got a really a nice nice group of about five or six golfers that have got some experience experience and and are scoring some some good scores 
um, at the varsity level. And then you look at our boys, and I think Cole Woods has got a, a medalist honor on the year, and he's been shooting just great golf all year. So there's another kid that's got a chance to qualify for the state tournament. So I think if your kids can have a positive experience, and, and we've got a, just a fantastic course here in Wadena, and, and Kevin's really great to the kids, uh, allow them to practice and allow them to uh, come out there in the summertime and practice at a really reduced rate and um, you know that's that's what we want we want the kids to have a great experience and then uh, to learn to be competitive and and uh, just have a chance to be there at the end of the year yeah it's an awesome opportunity for those kids and you know looking at now to baseball we talk about opportunities and Kyle Dykoff done a lot of work in that baseball program but specifically uh, just kind of with getting those kids to the next level and that's something that they were able to do in bunches this year uh, earlier this week four of the WDC baseball players committed to playing at M State in Fergus Falls and talk with coach Dykoff about it uh, a couple days ago but Norm I want to hear your thoughts just what does that say about the baseball program and what does it say about those kids to want to play again at the next level? You know, and again, Kyle's a guy that he's done everything right as far as what you want from a coach. He's he's put in his time with the summer program and really uh, invested in our program all the way through uh, kindergarten, all the way through the varsity, and he is a, a great person with young people. He's a great role model. Um you know, kids are are taught the right way not only to play baseball, but the right way to act as a, as a human being. And um, you know, that's that's all we can ask. And and I think Kyle does just a great job of developing them fundamentally and really uh, helping them to love the game. And and that's been a number of years here where we've been pumping out kids that want to go to the next level. And I think we're also very fortunate around here. Uh, baseball is really good, especially in the Park Region Conference. Uh, when you look at what kids have been doing at the next level, um, there was uh, both Dykoff brothers and Alex Kep from uh, uh, Parker's Prairie and another young man, I can't think of his name right now, from OTC that were all, uh, you know, uh, all NSIC along with Kobe Kaiser from Sabika. So there's great baseball around here. And obviously I didn't even talk about anybody from New York Mills, but they've, they've pumped out a lot of great kids and uh, great finishes. And, and that makes for fun when every night is a great baseball game and the kids develop good rivalries and the kids want to keep playing and um, they've been good enough to do that. So that's, it's been a lot of fun to see these kids and uh, let them live their dream a little bit. You mentioned the Dykoff brothers there. Obviously, Josh Dykoff broke the freshman record for home runs at Minnesota Crookston. Uh, awesome year for him. Uh, but also with Jake Dykoff, he had the opportunity not only to play at M State in Fergus Falls, then go on to Minnesota Crookston and do the things he did there. Now he's playing professionally for the Fargo-Moorhead Red Hawks in an independent league. He had his debut earlier this week. Uh, Coach Dykoff, obviously, when I talked to him, was super proud about it. But from an AD uh, perspective and, and just somebody who's watched him from a little bit further afar, just how uh, how impressive is that and what does it say about kind of what Wadena Deer Creek and Wadena Deer Creek Athletics are building? Yeah, you know, we, we kids like Josh and Jake are – kind of a generational uh you don't get a lot of those kids in your career and um the obviously they have a talent that uh you know 
you can help and foster, but they have a lot of God-given talent. Uh, but uh, for for Kyle to to work with those kids and develop that and and give them a chance to get to that next level, and I mean that's a big deal. We're we're a small school in Central Minnesota, and uh, you know we don't even hardly get to play baseball. We start in you know <laughs> a lot of times we don't hardly get out till May. So, you know, they play a compressed season, and it's a lot harder for a guy from up north to, to, make, uh, to make his way through. And, and uh, Jake has just got a great work ethic, always has, and he's always been a good leader and a, a good character kid on the field. And um, it's fun to see him now pitching for the Red Hawks and, like you said, had his debut. And I talked with his sisters a little bit yesterday at the softball game. They said the, a lot of nerves but settled right in and ended up with nine strikeouts and five innings. So that's a heck of a debut for a for a first time starting and and like you said with Josh I think Josh is one of the greatest kids I've ever been around coaching and I didn't get to coach Jake at all because I I wasn't coaching football at the time but uh, I've gotten to coach Josh and I will just tell you he is great with his teammates he's great with officials he's he is an outstanding young man with a with an outstanding work ethic and I'm just so excited to see him doing well at the next level and you know, you could see he was going to be a stud when he was just a little tiny kid, and and now he's showing it up at at UMC, and I think the sky's the limit for him too. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek Activities Director Norm Gallant. Hey, Norm, while we got you in studio, is there any other things you want to mention with what's going on at Wadena Deer Creek as we start to look already into to wrapping up the spring sports season with playoffs for softball around the corner and subsection track meets and and all that coming up. You know, I, I guess I'm going to I'm gonna kind of put my dad hat on here for just a second because um, in five days, I'm gonna, my last daughter is going to graduate from Wadena Deer Creek. And I just want to thank all of our coaches for all that they've done for, for my daughters. And I think, um, you know, when I took this job as AD here uh, 13 years ago, I grew up in a, a great uh, community in, in Staples, where kind of at the end of the the great run that we had over there and my mindset and my goals when I when I took over is I wanted to give kids a, a chance where they always had great people in front of them leading them and then had opportunities and when I look back at what my daughters have been a part of uh, between uh, Sue's volleyball program, between uh, Mike Brunsberg's cross country program, Jordan Cressup's tennis and and uh, basketball programs. Um, now Maddie's playing softball for Brooke and played for Tracy. Um, Maddie wrestled, and you know they've had a chance to be at state tournaments, whether it's with wrestling or whether it's with. Uh, um, Grace was the manager of the baseball team. Um, they've got to really be a part of some great things. And I, I just can't say enough about the, the people that we have at Wadena Deer Creek because this doesn't just happen. Um, uh, my philosophy has always been surround yourself with good people and let them do their work. And, and we really have good people working with our kids. And I'm super proud of the work that they've done. But as a father, I'm just so glad that my girls had that opportunity to be with these coaches uh, because they've learned a lot about life and a lot about sports. And, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm really sad that it's over. And uh, I can't thank them enough Um you know, not only the coaches that the girls have had, but then to be a, 
you know, to go to a basketball game where, where Kevin's coaching and our boys are competing with Henning for a chance to win the conference this, this winter and, um, you know, to go to a track meet and watch your friends and they're competing. And it's fun when, when you know you have a shot to compete every night. And our coaches have done a great job of developing that. Wadena Deer Creek Activities Director Norm Gallant joining us on Wolverines Weekly. Norm, great to talk with you, and we'll have you on at least one more time here before the end of the school year. But until then, uh, congratulations uh, on the graduation and on the uh, athletic career for your daughter, and we, uh, we look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we will talk with Coach Kyle Dykoff. We talk with him postgame after their team's thrilling win over Staples Motley. That's up next on Wolverines Weekly. Don't go anywhere. Wolverines Weekly will be back in a moment. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. So on Thursday, had the opportunity to call a thrilling game between Wadena Deer Creek and Staples Motley. And after the game, I caught up with Coach Dykoff for our Wolverines Weekly interview on the field. Take a listen. Up next on Wolverines Weekly, we are just outside of the WDC baseball field talking with head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff right after his team's thrilling 10-8 win over Staples Motley. Uh, coach, uh, just kind of gut feeling, how do you feel after this one? Well, I told our team after the last week uh, we had a few struggles and some close games that uh, if we want to be a good team come season's end, we got to find a way to win these type of games. And it was not the prettiest of games. The wind was blowing, a little overcast, a few errors made by both teams in the game. But uh, you find a way to win, and, and we did come back with a, a nice late-inning rally there um, and uh, were able to come back and beat Staples Molly. Yeah, and you know, a, uh, a six-run bottom of the sixth inning to put you guys in front after trailing four and it was the bottom of your lineup that came away with three straight hits to get on base and set the top of the lineup up and that's something you've mentioned throughout the last couple weeks is wanting to see a little bit more of that bottom of the lineup and get things going what'd you like out of them today yeah it was some quality at bats there at at the tail end of the lineup um uh, Wheeler got on, and then uh, Davis with a sharp uh, double to, to left field down the line. And then Simon uh, Kreklau with just a scrappy at bat. You know, he he's seen a lot of pitches, which helped us run the pitch count up on, on Tappy. And then uh, just put the ball in play, and good things happen. And it found a hole out there, and it, it kind of sparked things uh, to keep things rolling for us there in that beginning. And, you know, you talked about it. Uh, keeping your head up, trying to come away in these late-inning spots. And that all sounds good, and then some of you're communicating to your players, but just to finally get that and to see it, how great is that? Uh, it's good. It's what we need heading into these last four games. Um, there's been times where we've looked like a team that, uh, well, we're not going to be up in those those top games in the section at the end, but then there's times where we've shown, yeah, we belong there. And I've told the kids all along that I believe they belong there, they need to believe, and, and we need to get to a point where we're executing uh, at a level where we can put ourselves in, in those situations and be in those big games come season in. And specifically in this game today, Tyson Bartle behind the plate had a couple big stops, uh, just blocking the ball, keeping uh, some important insurance runs for Staples Motley on the base paths. How important has he been? I know he's played a few different positions, but behind the plate, how important is he? Yeah, he's coming off a finger uh, injury that uh, he, he bucked up on Friday uh, and threw a big game against Albany last week for us. And he's come, he's had a break uh, from catching 
and, and that's why he was back out there tonight. He's our leader as a catcher. And what it also does is it gives uh, Kobe Schneider a chance to be fresh to catch tomorrow uh, when Tyson takes the bump uh, against New York Mills. So a uh, big game from Tyson back there. He also threw a runner out at second, uh, which was a, a big out as well. And, and uh, yeah, uh, overall, I, I think um, it was kind of one of those scrappy games, but you find a way to win, and, and it's a good feeling uh, when you come out on top. Let's talk about some other games this week. What have you guys had kind of beforehand since the last time we talked, and what do you have coming up? Well, uh, we probably haven't spoke about Albany last week. Uh, we The bats were hot in Albany on Friday. Um, we were able to uh, come out early. Uh, Isaac Common got us uh, started with a, a home run in the first inning, and that kind of set the tone. The, the guys had more fire than they've had, and, and it did carry over tonight. Even though uh, maybe defensively we didn't have a great game, it did carry into this week. Uh, we had a break in between games we haven't played since last Friday, so um, it was nice to, to still see that fires there. Uh, clean up things defensively and we'll be where we want to be and after uh you know the last couple weeks there's been a lot of games and a lot of days and trying to piece things together you mentioned that rest how important is that uh, obviously for pitchers but just for the team to be able to take a little bit of a break and for you guys as coaching staff to kind of try and smooth out some rough edges yeah it was uh knock on wood we we've avoided the injury bug uh, other than Tyson's finger. Uh, we have a few guys uh, with some sore arms after tonight in, in Hammond and, and also Olsen, Olsen had a, a collision over that first so I'm hoping that he gets good news tomorrow on his arm um, but it is important to, to be healthy heading into uh, postseason but uh, one thing that is uh, a big part of this team is their depth that we've talked about all along. I, I feel we have 12, 13, 14 guys that we can throw out there so uh, fortunately we're able to to throw somebody in like Carson Davis tonight and and come up with a a big hit uh, against a tough pitcher late in the game. And so now as you have another week coming up, all of a sudden playoffs are right around the corner. Uh, What's that next week's schedule look like and what are your expectations for your team? Uh, Well, we have uh, Mills tomorrow. Um, Bittersweet rivalry game. Uh, Get along with those uh, that program and the kids and the coaches is is great. But uh, when when we get on the field, it it can get scrappy. It's it's a fun rivalry. It's good baseball. Uh, Both uh, teams play the game right, so we're looking forward to that. And then heading into next week, we have uh, Osakis, a section opponent opponent that could potentially be a first round matchup for us. It would be nice to set the tone there. And then we end the season with Perm and Esco, and uh, those are going to be two of the the top tier teams in the state in Double A. Uh, Esco is yet to lose, and and, uh, I think Perm has two losses uh, against some uh, um, high-class opponents. So um, looking forward to to seeing some good baseball down the stretch here, and and hopefully by by this time next week uh, we can say we're playing our best baseball heading into the the best time of year. And you talk about the depth that you have as a team, and not only that, but uh, also getting to see it kind of translate into that collegiate level. Uh, Had a few of your guys assigned to play for M State, uh, just can you touch a little bit on that and just kind of uh, what it says about the program? Yeah, I'm excited for for that group of seniors. For, you know, four of them: uh, Tyson Bartle, Connor Davis, Isaac Common, and Evan Lundy, all uh, signing with them State in Fergus Falls. And and it takes uh, not only a passion for the game uh, to go play at the next level. You got to really want it because uh, it's full time, fall and spring, and then also uh, talent. 
and I think all four of those kids have worked uh, themselves into a position baseball-wise where they can play at the next level. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for them there to go together as buddies and, and, and make the best of it a great opportunity. And they're all great kids, so I, I look forward to what the future holds for them. And last question as we talk about former Wolverine baseball players who go on to the next level. Jake Dykoff, of course, uh, signing with the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks, making his debut uh, earlier this week. Uh, just talk about uh, what he's meant to this program and going on to the next level and, and just how impressive it is and how proud you are of him. Yeah, Jake, uh, as an eighth grader, uh, come up on varsity and he was really part of uh, the start of getting this program uh, on the uptick and getting him to where it is now. Uh, his dream has been to play pro ball and he's kept that dream the whole way. And I'm proud of the, the work and the effort that he's put in. A lot of hours outside of, of what people see at practice and what people see on game day. Um, he had a great career at, at M State and in, in Crookston. And um, Tuesday was special. Got a chance to go down there to, to Fargo and, and see him pitch and, and playing the game that he loves. Uh, it's special uh, to a lot of teammates, family, friends. Uh, it, it was fun to see him take the mound. Tough start. He's always had uh, that first inning. Uh, if he gets through there, look out. He, he dials it in and he gets loose, and, and he's the, a tough, tough pitcher uh, once he gets to that first inning. And I think everybody was like, whoa, in the first inning, but uh, I was excited to see him settle in, uh, have a smile on his face there and later in the innings and, and nine strikeouts in, in your uh, professional debut and, and come off the mound with a smile. A very special moment. I'm proud of him. And, and Excited to see what the future holds there as well. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff on the field just off to the side here after their team's thrilling 10-8 to win over Staples Motley and talking about a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Coach, appreciate the time and best of luck and look forward to talking with you again next week. Thanks, CJ. That was Coach Dykoff with the baseball team. We'll talk with Coach Brooke Umland and WDC softball next on Wolverines Weekly. We'll be right back with more insight from players and coaches after the break. Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Your home for Wadena Deer Creek Athletics is KWAD. Here's more Wolverines Weekly. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head softball coach Brooke Umland. And coach, uh, just give us the update. What have you guys been up to the last week? Yeah, we this week we started it off our uh, our busy marathon week in Monaga. We had an afternoon doubleheader there. We ended up splitting with them. We won the first one, lost the second one, and then Tuesday um, we took a little road trip over to Staples and and played a game over there. So we've been busy. Um, on Thursday, you know, we have a doubleheader against Sabika, and then Friday we have a doubleheader under the lights against Pillager. So busy, busy week, and we're hoping to get some more more wins here to end out the week. Yeah, and you know, something that's been really kind of working for you guys over the last couple weeks now has been that offense, been scoring a lot of runs, double-digit run games. What's been working well for your lineup? Yeah, our middle of our lineup is just hitting really, really well. You know, um, our 3-4-5, we have Jada Dykoff, Jenna Dykoff, and Mercedes Schultz, and I think between the three of them, we're sitting at like seven or eight doubles. 
in the last week. So it's just huge when that part of your lineup is, is contributing like that. But then we also have people, Ella Strowing through in a triple for us, and she's a little lower in our lineup. Haley Kircher, our number nine hitter, ended up hitting a double. So we just have lots of girls that are seeing the ball really well. And when you have, you know, your, your go-to girls contributing really well, it's great. But we have one through nine contributing for us in the lineup. So that's really, really exciting to have, especially towards the end of the season. And, you know, it's not just always about hitting, like you mentioned, although you guys are doing a really good job at that right now. Also about working the count and being active on the base path is something that you've mentioned throughout the season. In those two aspects, how do you think your team has done? We're doing phenomenal. I think at the beginning of the season, we were kind of rushing at bats and we were swinging at things that we didn't really want to swing at. And now we're doing a much better job of working the count, getting deep into the count. Last week we had a few um, at-bats that our girls were in double digits in pitches that they were seeing. So, you know, we're seeing strikes and stuff like that, and we're getting rid of them, fouling them off, and we're getting good quality at-bats from a lot of our girls. So it's really exciting, and when we're getting quality at-bats, we're getting girls on. And I've said it before, that's kind of where we shine. So we're really enjoying where, uh, where our girls are at with that right now. And from the circle, you guys are led by Montana Karsten. Just talk about what she's done this season, and then also talk about some of your other pitchers who have really helped you out. Yeah, Montana's been phenomenal for us all season. Give uh, a lot of credit there, too, to Mercedes Schultz. I've said it before, you you can't coach chemistry, and the two of them work so well together. And then, you know, our, our next duo, we have Jenna and Jada Dykoff. Um, Jenna throws phenomenal as well, and she's been working really hard spending a lot of time after practice working on other pitches and things like that. And then, you know, throwing Jada behind the plate, that chemistry there, you can't beat having two sisters throw into each other. So that's that's awesome for us. And then Jada Dykoff, uh, last week when we were in Long per- or, uh, Lake Park, excuse me, she got some time in the circle. So, you know, the three of them working together, it's, it's good. They all kind of contribute different things. We see different things, um, and it really throws some hitters off when we can make that quick switch between – um, you know, Montana and Jenna, and then even throwing Jada in there every now and then. Ian, you mentioned the chemistry with the pitchers and catchers, but I think overall as a team, it feels like this is a group that's got some really good chemistry, and with playing a lot of games and a lot of days, there's a potential for everybody to get sick of each other a little bit, but how do you think this team has responded to just being around each other, and how do you think that that works from a chemistry standpoint? Yeah, you'd think that they would get sick of each other, but last night after practice, a few of them went to the Mavs together to hit some more, so we would think that they'd be tired of each other and they're just trying to find more ways to spend quality time together. You know, a lot of them are in um, like J.O. volleyball and AAU basketball and things like that. And so even outside of softball, they're spending time together. But then if you go up to the high school, you'll see that they're all eating lunch together and stuff like that. I don't think they can get enough of each other. And that's a great problem to have is spending too much time together. And I don't really think that they're getting sick of each other. So we're, uh, we're liking that. You can't, teach chemistry can't coach chemistry and we're so grateful that our girls have great chemistry and all of a sudden it's getting towards the end of that season and we're starting to think about playoff time and and with the playoffs starting next week already just how do you think your team is sitting and do you kind of have an idea of who you might play we've heard rumors about you know teams where we might end up uh, playing who and where and stuff like that. But these next four games for us, doubleheader tonight, doubleheader tomorrow, are crucial because that could affect if we're a one seed, a two seed, or even a three seed. So we're we're really trying to focus on these uh, next two days worth of games because that's going to make a huge difference for us come playoff time. And just with this team towards the playoffs, what's one area of this team that you really kind of maybe just want to tighten up a little bit and say if we want to make a run in the playoffs, maybe we just need to tighten up in this specific area? 
Yeah, we've we've definitely made some uncharacteristic errors, and we've talked a lot about all season about mental toughness. If we're making one error, we need to make sure we're not making two, three, four errors. And so yesterday we spent a lot of time at practice of just repetition, 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 and if somebody made a mistake, we're going to hit them another ball right back at them, and hopefully then we, uh, we eliminate some of those errors that we're having because that's kind of our biggest downfall right now is the error quicksand. When we have one, we tend to have more than one. And last question for you here, uh, player of the week, uh, Jenna Dykoff of your team, and and uh, we had an opportunity to talk with her earlier this week, and you know she talked about the relationship with you as a, as a head coach, and just getting to getting to know you a little bit before you uh, got this role, and now to have you here. What's that relationship been like with her and with your other girls? Yeah, Jenna's a phenomenal kid. You know, you look at the athlete side of her, and she's a three sport athlete. She's a great student, but she's just a great kid. And she not only is going to do whatever she needs to to build that relationship with a coach, but she just likes getting to know people on that personal level. And I've been fortunate enough that I've known Jenna pretty much her entire life. And so it's really fun getting to see her grow up from little Jenna Dykoff to the incredible person that she is now, whether that's on the field or off the field. I just can't say enough good things about that kid. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head softball coach Brooke Umland. Coach, appreciate the time, and we look forward to talking with you next week, hopefully talking about some playoff wins. Fantastic. Thank you so much, TJ. Wadena Deer Creek head softball coach Brooke Umland gives us a little bit of insight into her team, the chemistry between the girls, and really what's working for them this season as they get ready for playoffs. We're talking playoffs? playoffs it feels like they've barely been playing games so we're talking about playoffs but anyway we're going to take a break and when we come back we'll chat with head track and field coach mark reynolds as he gives an update from the park region conference meet and looks ahead to subsections and sections it's coming up next on wolverines weekly we'll be right back with more insight from players and coaches after the break wolverines weekly on kwad your home for wadena deer creek athletics is kwad Here's more Wolverines Weekly. On Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach Mark Reynolds. And, Coach, a big week for you guys. You had the Park Region Conference meet earlier in the week. How'd that go? Well, it went well. Um, you know, our girls uh, our girls came away uh, winning the meet, so that's uh, – that's always one of our big goals, you know. We want to be uh, a top team in the in the conference, and um, you know, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, that you know, things like conference and true team, and then you know, individual things um, are always our our big end of the year goals. So um, that was good. You know, we've been uh, we've been running and and jumping and 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 throwing and doing all the things that we need to do really well the last 10 days or so. So um, that was, uh, that was big, you know, we're missing one of our key, um, key uh, teammates. Isabel Larson is out with an injury right now and um, she's a really big point scorer. And, um, you know, we were going to need to have a, have a good meet, um, you know, top to bottom, and you know we couldn't have any we couldn't afford to have any any uh rough performances and and uh we didn't all the all the girls showed up and um you know from our sprints and hurdles and middle distance and distance and field events kids really uh kids really did well 
So it was um, a lot of fun, you know. And then on the boys' side, we've just got we've just got some holes. You know, we had a good meet overall, but um, you know we were middle of the pack, you know, as a team. And um, you know, but individually speaking, we had we had some good good performances there as well. I think um, we had um, we ended up having four conference champions: Lear Kaug in the high jump, uh, Isaac Hepner won the pole vault. Um, and then on the girls' side, Amber Collins won the 200-meter dash and the 400-meter dash, and then Gracie Arm won the shot put and the discus. So, but um, yeah, it was a good, uh, good day, good meet, nice weather. So, tough to beat. And on the girls' side of things, you talk about you know having to have a big team effort from everybody all around. Who were a couple performances that you thought really came out strong on the girls' side of things? Well, like I said, Amber and Gracie had great meets. They've they've been doing great for us and scoring a lot of points for us, uh, you know, all year long. Um, you know, some other some other girls that um, you know really had other girls that really had good meets. Layla Sharp is an eighth grader. She uh, she was second in the hundred, third in the two hundred, I think fourth in the long jump, and then she run ran on the um, she. Um, leads off our four by 100 meter relay team that took second um so she had a she had a big meet um at senior ali pavic had a, had a also had a really big meet she ran on a couple of relays that did well um but she ended up running like a five second pr to take third place in the in the 800 meter run um it was uh Good to see. Um, you know, she's a senior, been a been a big leader for us. Um, maybe haven't been getting getting the the times or consistency that she's wanted. You know, personally for herself and in in some of her events, and uh, you know, for her to have a big meet at the at 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 conference, um, you know, was was big and and good to see as a as a coach. You feel you feel good about that when kids when kids you know are finishing up their careers and and do well. Oh, um, but um, Britta Sweeney and um, Lydia Oldakowski had big meets for us, scoring points in the pole vault. Um, that was big for big big for the team score. We picked up six or seven points there. Um, Noel Spicer had a had a really good meet in the distance event, scoring points in in the mile and the two mile. Um, yeah, Emma Schmitz, um, Ellie Hale. You know, it was it was a really all around team effort um you know to 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 cap off a, a conference championship and then on the boys side of things uh you talk about finishing middle of the pack a little bit but who are some of those kids who uh you thought in the meet and you say you know from where they were at the beginning of the season to where they are now they've put themselves in a really good spot yeah i mean you know isaac hepner's had a, had a had a strong year for us he was a wolverine player of the week last week um he picked up his second victory in the pole vault uh at conference um, so he's been pole vaulting well. He he, he fills in and, and runs on some relays uh, for us well. So that's he's been a, he's had a good year for us. Um, you know, Lear Cowg, like you know, he continues to do well, went in the high jump and he was second in the long jump with a with a new personal record and um, you know as a record book um, long jump over 20 feet. So. Um, that was good. You know, we've got some young kids that are, are doing well too, like Tanner Collins is a seventh grader and he was third in the pole vault. Um, and, uh, you know, our distance kids, uh, Lane Hafes and, and Grant Nelson have, uh, have 
ran strong for us and scored a lot of points for us all year. And uh, they had some they had some good performances in the mile and the eight and the two mile and um, you know another one that uh, had a had a good meet for us running uh, running and, and hurdling was uh, Tate and Lehman. He uh, he ended up running a, a, over a full second personal record in the 300 hurdles to to finish fourth. So he. Uh, he had a good meet, and and he's coming uh, coming on strong at the right time. So, and now as the Park Region Conference meet wraps up, you had True Team the week before. So, what's the schedule like ahead now for you guys in the track and field world? Well, we uh, we actually host a junior high meet today um, here in Wadena. We've got a it's a fifth through eighth grade meet. We we have a a kind of um, we call it track and field camp, but. Uh, um, where fifth and sixth graders come, they come to a handful of practices and kind of learn about the sport, and then then they get to go to a couple of track meets. So we host one that's fifth through eighth grade today, and then we actually have another fifth through eighth grade meet next Tuesday on the 23rd. Um, that's up in Sabika, and uh, you know other area schools offer a fifth and sixth grade track and field you know program, so they get to compete against some other uh, some other kids from other schools in a separate division with fifth and sixth graders and um so that's a lot of fun to 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 um you know kind of be a part of and 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 get to you know see see new kids trying the sport for the first time um and then next thursday is the next big one on the varsity side that's the subsection so everything from here on out is a qualifying meet and um so you have to qualify to get you know to go from the subsection to the section meet you have to qualify in the top six or qualified by re, by individually top six and then i think it's top two top two relays and then they do a wild card to fill fill in the rest of the spots but um yeah it's um it's a fun time of year um you know we're trying to kind of go through things and look at uh what's what what are our best possible options for you know getting kids to the section meet and then you know do we have kids that we're looking to you know place at the section meet or, 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 you know, win, um, you know, to move on to state. So just trying to kind of play around with some things, um, with our lineup and, and see what we can do, you know, to best put our kids in, in some opportunities to, to do well for themselves, you know, at the end of the year. And last question for you here, you mentioned the junior high meets and they get a couple of them and, and the younger kids really get an opportunity to compete a little bit more closer to their skill level and you get a f- younger kids who are getting a taste of track and field for the first time. How important are these meets, not only in terms of just introducing kids to the sport, but also getting them confidence and, and kind of getting them uh, in a real meet setting? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, exposure is huge. You know, there's just there's just no youth track and field out there. Um you know, especially in in rural, you know, in rural parts of the state, there's just it's just hard to hard hard for anything to be put together to to for kids to learn about the sport. And um, you know, it's not your typical mainstream sports like basketball or football. Um, you know, so kids, you know, you don't see it on TV as much and and things like that. So, um, you know, this is we do a we do a summer rec thing um, as well. Uh, that Terry Olson, one of our assistants, runs. Um, but uh, you know, so this is just another way to to kind of get kids to, you know, get to go and compete at, at at a level, you know, 
similar to theirs and age levels. You know, there's some meets that we that we're able to bring all seventh through twelfth grade with. Um, but you know, it can be a little discouraging for you know seventh and eighth graders that are competing against a you know a senior in a in a mile run or you know the two hundred meter dash. So it's it's important to to have these. Uh, um, you know, meets that are specifically set for, you know, seventh and eighth graders, or, you know, in this case, these, these next couple are going to be all fifth and fifth through eighth grade. So they get to run and compete against schools like New York Mills or Sabika Monaga or Berthew at Burndale. And, um, you know, that's, um, that's good. Then they can kind of match up and, and, and see how they, um, perform against other kids, you know, their same age and, um, you know, hopefully it's a, a positive experience for them and, and, and they keep coming back out. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach Mark Reynolds. Coach, appreciate the time and best of luck as you guys get ready for the subsection meet. And we look forward to talking about all that next week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Playoffs. We keep talking about playoffs here. Is it's not quite there yet, but we're pretty darn close. Congratulations to the Wadena Deer Creek girls track and field team on winning the Park Region Conference this year. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk golf on Wolverines Weekly. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys golf coach Scott Woods. And coach, what's been up with you guys the last week? Yesterday, probably our biggest thing is yesterday, um, we did have um, our mid-men. We, we have a conference that we call mid-men and it's, um, it's mid-Minnesota, I should say, and it's made up of Pequot Lakes, Staples-Motley, Pine River, um, I there? Crosby, Ironton, Aiken, and then Wadena Deer Creek. And what we do is we go to each other's course, so we have five different meets. Uh, in the end, we count four scores, so they get to drop one score, and then they take their average. And we have a team champion, and then we end up having... Uh, the top seven individuals also get to be named all-conference. Um, and we wrapped that up yesterday up at Cuyuna. And um, Pequot Lakes ended up winning. They, you know, they tend to have a very good team. They have a lot of good golfers. Um, so they ended up as the team champion. But we did have an all-conference again this year. Cole Woods ended up uh, in, in averages. He ended up in third. So he was definitely in the top seven. So we were happy for him. It's always nice to have, you know, have an individual in there. Didn't have any other individuals that made it, but we definitely are having guys that are showing improvement. So that's always good too. Um, we also had, um, trying to backtrack a little bit. We did do pre-section, um, which is basically just all the section teams go to the course at Blackberry and Sartell just to, um, it, it is a neat um, but for our kids, I pretty much tell them get out there, enjoy the course, compete to win, but more than anything, figure out what clubs you're going to hit. Um, you know, so we didn't score great there. Um, again, Cole was in the low eighties. We did have, sorry, again, I don't have it all right in front of me. Um, but we did have some guys definitely show some improvement there as well. Um, and then earlier in the week from there, I'm trying to think what else we've had. We've, you know, as I've said a few times, it gets pretty crazy with some makeup things and trying to fit things in late. Um, we did have, I believe, since I talked to you last, we also had mid state at Park Rapids. So 
sometimes the confusion there is we also have just this, uh, we've had a mid-state conference for many, many years. Um, and that is basically just a one-day meet. The top, again, I think it's seven in that end up being all-conference. We didn't have that there. Um, Cole played, you know, okay, just didn't have his best stuff in that one. Um, but again, overall, we had some individuals that are, that are showing some nice improvement. And I guess what I would hit on there is um, probably the biggest one I've noticed as of late is uh, Jagger Pettit. As, as his scores have really improved. He's been in the low 90s a couple times. Bradley Moltz has started playing more varsity. His scores have improved. Um, this last week, Philip Ross had his best score. He had a 95, I believe. Um, so for me, that's fun to see. And then, then just to see some of those other guys that are making progress and, and coming along and helping the golf team. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned it's a lot of meets and a lot of days, and you guys are trying to kind of backfill everything from, from missing out time earlier in the season. But now that you guys have had a few weeks of just consistently being outside, how much of an improvement has that made in just terms of the strides that they're able to take? Well, I think that's just a lot of it. You know, we get some guys, too, that, you know, all like, golf meets are, are a challenge to coach. You know, once upon a time, you could not coach on the course. It was all done in practice. Now you can. But the challenge being there's there's six guys out there. Um, and in a team event, you count four scores. Um, it's how much do you say at that time? How It's hard to catch them. You know, they're spread out all over the golf course. So typically what, we, what most coaches are doing you might be walking with a player, like in a big section meet, for example, but otherwise it's kind of posting up on certain holes and you try and catch them a little bit as they come through. And um, so as far as improvement, you know, it's, it's a chance, like as they're coming through, just to kind of talk to them, like, how's it going? Where are your misses? We do have live scoring now, which started a couple of years ago, which is really nice too. So as a player comes through, I have the opportunity to say, all right, you just had an eight and a par four. What, what in the world happened? You know, and then they get a chance to kind of say, well, I hit it in the woods, I had to take a drop, the next one went in the water, you know, you kind of get that chance to talk things through. So I think that's where we get improvement is, is maybe course management, places where they could um, take away some errors. Um, we, we also can talk about short game, you know, like early in the year when we're in the gym, for the most part, all you could do is hit it to a net. Um, you also, as soon as you get outside, the greens aren't great yet. They're, they're slow and not mowed and, so I think a lot of our improvement comes from that as well as just getting out and actually getting a better feel for courses. And then the other one really, I think, is, is kids as they get to play different courses. You know, sometimes they go and they play. I, I think I said this last week, they play better than their score. They just don't know the course real well. And they it's a unique sport that way. You, you hit it in the wrong place. You hit it exactly where you want to, but it's the wrong place because you didn't know over the hill, what's the right line? Where's the ball going to roll? A lot of times it looks like it's going right down the middle and it rolls way off to the side. You're behind a tree. Um, I watched two of our, uh, our Cole, our number one, and Carter um, White, who's a very good player from Staples. Both of them, same tee shot, were two different trees, but they were dead behind it and had to punch sideways. You know, and that turns into a bogey instead of a par. And again, your score reflects that when they really had good shots. They just got bad breaks. So um, lots of different places they can improve like that that, that maybe don't get seen. That it's, that that's why it's fun to be able to share some of that stuff with you a little bit too. And, you know, for the, for the non-golfers out there, they get a chance to maybe understand that part of it a little bit too. 
Exactly. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys golf coach Scott Woods. Coach, appreciate the time. Best of luck through the next week and look forward to catching up with you then. Sounds good. Thanks again, TJ. Wadena Deer Creek head boys golf coach Scott Woods there giving us the recap through a handful of meets throughout their week and again just trying to catch up get that confidence get that rolling and get into a real golf environment uh, really helping out those kids now let's swing over and talk girls golf next up on wolverines weekly we're talking with wadena deer creek head girls golf coach kevin ross and coach just give us the update what's it been like the last week with your team we we were uh, we've had a couple meets um uh, girls went over to staples and played on Saturday, or the last Saturday. And then Monday they were at the Mid-State Conference in Park Rapids. So two meets pretty much back-to-back. And so what was that meet like at the uh, at the meet in Park Rapids? And just uh, what did you take out of your team? What performances kind of stood out to you? Um, at the conference it was, we were, we dealt with some, sicknesses and some work related stuff so they we we didn't have a team score so we brought three um libby hartman had 117 and kelly holikowski had a 106 and emma weniger had 86 which was good for 11th place and honorable mention so that was pretty exciting and what have you liked out of her specifically, a younger golfer and kind of trying to get the program back on track, but, but with, a, with a performance like hers and just kind of her up and coming, how does that uh, help kind of the trajectory of things? Uh, you, hope that, you hope that, you know, kids her age and younger see that because, I mean, that accomplishment was, it's, it doesn't really happen in, you know, golf too often that an eighth grader will get, you know, in the top top tier you know and it's she's just uh she's playing really well right now and kind of looking forward to section so and so that kind of gets to my next question here what's the, the schedule ahead look like for you guys as already we're starting to think about uh kind of end of season stuff here yeah unfortunately we couldn't find any any meets uh norma checked and we had checked and um so we're we're basically just playing holes now until june 5th um and that's the first day of sections and they'll they'll take the top four teams and then the next 10 individuals to move on to day two so that's our that's our goal right now is to get one or two or three in in that second day and so what's it like now is, like you said, you have some time here to prepare and to get back out on the course. And I know you guys have aren't going to be able to get out in the meet, but how important is it now with being consistently outside just to be able to keep playing golf and getting stronger for when that day comes? Yeah, it's 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 real important. And, you know, they've, they've hit enough balls um, to where they just need to play holes. So you're, you know, you're getting different lies, you're getting – you know, well, there's trees, what do you do there? You know, sand traps, what do you do there? You know, on the range is great. You're grooving your swing, but until you get on the course, there's a lot of different different things that need to happen, and, and they're kind of learning that. So, And so now as you get ready kind of to finish up the season and, and getting back out there and trying to, to golf and do all that, just what's been the message uh, to your girls, and what will be the message for the next couple of weeks? Try to get here if you can. That's that's kind of the matter. There's a lot, you know, lots going on with the with the school stuff, and you know, 
work stuff and just try to get here if you can. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls golf coach Kevin Rosson. Coach, appreciate the time and congratulations on the regular season. And now you guys get ready to start thinking about that section meet just a couple weeks away. And we look forward to chatting with you next time about it. All right. Thank you. We're going to take a break on Wolverines Weekly, and when we come back, we'll wrap up the show with our Wolverine Player of the Week, Jenna Dykoff, next. Time now for another Wolverine Player of the Week. We're joined by Jenna Dykoff. She's a sophomore on the softball team. Jenna, how's your season been going so far? Our season has been going good. We are currently 11-5, and have some big conference games the rest of this week, and we're hoping to get a few more Ws. You've been a big presence in the middle of the WDC softball lineup all season long. What is your approach to hitting? Definitely just trying to get on base and the time being put in the cage and staying focused while in the box and just getting comfortable and confident. What do you like most about softball? Well, what do I start? It's, it's everything to me, like, besides like family, obviously, but I love softball with all my heart, and it definitely is the passion for the game that keeps me going. Jenna, what's it like being in practice every day with your teammates? It's amazing, priceless, and just enjoying it as I can. And these seniors this year are awesome, and it's been a fun one, and we're hoping to definitely get a few wins come playoff time and finish out the rest of this last week of the season week with more Ws. Good luck the rest of the season, Jenna. Thanks, CJ. There's the final buzzer. Thanks for listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to wadinaradio.com.